The Morning After Podcast, here we go. Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews in what is a very, very special episode. We just spent the last couple of days in Nashville for the CMAs, and oh my gosh, what a time to be alive. Yeah, over this podcast, we have uh, conversations with roughly 40 country artists, and the conversations were a lot longer than this. We edited down, and it's kind of a... A best of a highlight reel, and there are you're, you're going to meet some artists that you absolutely know and are familiar with. We're going to introduce you to some new artists as well, who we think you should be keeping an eye on, and just sharing incredible conversation with incredible people. That's the truth, because there are the names that you know, and even when we got there and we looked at the list of who was going to come through, you know, there there were the obvious ones that make you go. Oh, Wow, like Marin Morris was going to come through. You know, mm-hmm. Kelsey Ballerini is going to roll through. Old Dominion rolled through. Some names that I wasn't so familiar with, but now I am completely obsessed with, and one of them being Dylan Carmichael. We'll get to him here in just a bit. I am going to be selfish. Yeah. I would like to start by highlighting what, what Brittany Aldean is to you. I know. This guy is to me. I would like to be best friends with him, but I would never ask because I understand that's very weird. But first up, a conversation with Russell Dickerson. And I'm a big UFC guy as well. And so the first question I asked him was about a friendship we ha- he has with a UFC fighter, a guy named Michael Chandler. And I loved this conversation. So we met at the CMT Awards. Okay. Uh, we were behind them getting a drink and at the you know at the bar behind as backstage, right? And I'm like, this dude, like I see his ears. I'm like, oh, bro, this guy, this guy's the real deal. <laughs> and he, he was actually, he was training for a, a, for a fight at that time. And so he's just like beyond ripped out of his yes. freaking gourd. And so him and his wife, we just, we just strike up a conversation. I think they ordered like an extra drink and like handed it to us, whatever. And literally like since then they've been family, man. Like we, we've, we've been with them through their adoption process and, uh, man, really just like truly, truly family. And so it's just been amazing to follow his journey and like, in we're similar in the way where we're both in the public eye right? and he, you know, we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. I send him any, like after I write songs, I'm like, Hey bro, is this a vibe? Is it not? Mm -hmm. And he, I remember he was part of the reason that I made love you. Like I used to my first single off this album. Really? I played it for him in the, in the truck and he was like, dude, this, this has got to be the first single. And I'm like, all right. Done. I'm thinking Let's about do two it. dudes. One of them a massive like fighter. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. No, we had just got done working out too. So we're just like, yeah, man, that was freaking sick. And then it's like, I don't love you like I used to. It's like, oh no, yeah, that hits me. We're just both crying because well, I was watching his Instagram. Uh, on Friday, the day before the fight, and, and he, I saw him tag. He was like, when your boy drops a banger before yeah. fight day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he going to walk out to that? or what? Uh, Dude, I wouldn't be surprised. That would be amazing. Okay, that would be incredible. Yeah. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. <laughs> she likes it when I punch people in the face. <laughs> Give him Put them in a chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So you are the most fun Instagram follow. And a lot of people, see, I, see, here's what happens for me. I get obsessed with people's wives. Yes. So I'm sure you hear this all the time. Mm-hmm. But your wife has a podcast. Yes. How fun is that? Man, I could not be more proud. She. This has been on her heart. She's wanted to do this so long. And I told her, like, at any party, anywhere we're at, like, I'm the one, like, jumping on tables and like doing dumb stuff yeah she's the one over in the corner talking to somebody they're crying they're like <laughs> pouring their heart out yes you know what i mean I and, and so 
And so literally, but that was, that's always been that way. Like people would call her to have coffee, hence the podcast coffee with Kaylee. And she just is such a deep well of wisdom. She has five older brothers. So it's usually girls who are like my boyfriend. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, this is what guys think. This is how they do. This is what the blah, blah, blah. And like, Oh my God, you changed my life. So literally like this podcast is her just having coffee with friends with Michael Chan. Ooh. Michael Chandler has an episode coming out. Oh, spoiler! Spoiler yeah. alert! Hey, Exclusive. I'm here, and so yeah, Lauren Aikens. Uh, she has so many great guests on this podcast. So uh, That's yeah, so good. I remember, like when your when you know your your son was born. It was all over Instagram. It was a beautiful thing. Was is he? He's like over a year old already. Over right? a year. And he's wearing like size 32 jeans. Straight up. Right. <laughs> like we share clothes now. Right. He's so cute. We share clothes. He's 35 pounds straight up. Like oh our God. pediatrician's like he is as big as a three year old. He is a big fat adorable baby. Which honestly, I t- I told him I was a little disappointed he didn't bring the baby. You all the artists with the new babies. I feel like yeah. you would like bring your baby and you'll just hold them all. I don't. We could have had a. It, but but if that would have come to fruition, Jenny, we would have had a, a nursery on and our I hands. I would have been in charge of it. It would have been fine. That, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> that would not have been. Let, let's move on to another uh, interview that I was I was very impressed with this next artist. I'll be honest. I feel like she could be a gal pal. Like she, we had a really good conversation. And the fact that she loves true crime, hello, spoke to the core of my soul. I had no idea that this actually happened to Carly Pierce. I had no idea that she did this when she was younger. Yeah, here's our entire conversation with Carly. It's Q104's Morning Drive. Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews with the native Kentuckian, Carly Pierce. Let's go. I like that. To fly here to Nashville, the Kansas City to Nashville. We flew over your state. And um, I... Well, he's a map nerd. Let me just please start with that. I'm a guy who's never lost because I like looking at maps because I'm a dork. I acknowledge that. All right, all right. So I know when we were looking out our window, I was like... That's Kentucky Lake. I know for a fact that's Kentucky Lake. And there's a prison there. Well, because I'm a true crime. Do you like true crime? Uh, Yes, definitely. Definitely. There we go. So I'm out the rest of the interview. Uh, You guys talk (laughs) about true crime. And here we go. Yeah, it's bigger. I'm staying over here in the corner. It was so funny. He pointed out the the Kentucky State Penitentiary. And I was like, immediately when I got here, I started Googling, like, any... Any good serial killers there? Like, <laughs> that's so. I mean, I thought you were gonna keep going because you know when I was fourteen, I sang in an all boys prison. So that's why I thought you were going with that. Job yeah. it. So I was like, yes, Kentucky prison, yes. Tell us everything about that experience. I I used to be in a bluegrass band, and when I was fourteen, we sang in a prison, and I had like a guard with me the whole time, and it was awesome. Oh my god, that does not sound awesome. It was honestly, that's- it was so. Everybody was so happy to hear music, but yeah, that's like yeah. become kind of a funny part of my so that's where I thought you were going with that that is absolutely but I think you were meant to go with that to get this This right here an interview that was meant to happen it was meant to be (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) I love it Carly you were nominated for the first time in CMA awards at female vocalist and album of the year categories let's go I know seriously like how how are you processing um I mean, I try to, but I don't really know that you can. I mean, this was truly, like I said, when I was 14, I was singing a bluegrass band. When I was six years old, I told my parents I was going to sing on the Grand Ole Opry. So this is like just so wild to see all of your dreams as a child come to fruition. Oh my gosh. Is your family just so proud and... Can everyone even believe like all the things? No, they really can't. Um, Last night I I got to watch the little CMA special on ABC and I was such a big part of it. And my mom was looking at me and she was like, look at this. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. I'm like, I know. The album, 29. A lot of people very excited to hear it. It finally comes out. Rave reviews. 
I just got to tell our people in Kansas City, this is just me listening to the album front to back. Dear Miss Loretta, <laughs> holy, okay, I can't say the next word. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Like, he came in the studio and said, oh, you got to hear this. Jenny, <laughs> yeah. to this song. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. No, I just, I, and I don't even have like a question or a follow-up. If you just want to tell about that song or maybe yeah. what inspired it, because I... I, I'm, I'm just I'm a fan of the song. And I'm grateful that you recorded it because it's awesome. That's so nice. Thank you. I I wrote that over Zoom um, with <laughs> Brandy Clark and Shane McAnally, and we were just talking about the fact that my grandmother was a coal miner's daughter, um, and I grew up loving Loretta, but I think because of certain events in my life, I then understood why she wrote songs the way that she did. So I wrote her just like this letter, um, and I didn't feel like I could write a song about Loretta Lynn and not make it as country as you can go. And so oh. in my shows now I go, we about to go country as heck and they <laughs> love it. It's awesome. and, and, and it's kind of a thing in country. And, and I love the, the respect that this generation shows to previous generations, but everybody sings a song about George Strait. Everybody sings a song about Willie and Merle. And I, 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 I get the love. I see, yeah. Yeah, I see you showing Loretta love. And, and I notice that. And, and, and if you're listening to this interview, like, Take notice of that, like, because there are some old school artists who are just as awesome that didn't get the love. So that was, I just, I appreciate you showing Loretta the love. That was, oh. that was awesome. And let's just throw in the little tidbit that okay. Patty Loveless sings the duet with me on I, there. So nice. mind blown. How could you forget that? Look, I didn't know you sang it a prison. I know. I forgot Patty Loveless. I am terrible at my job. <laughs> We're just gonna go home. There In fact, they are giving us up. They're giving us the wrap up. Oh dang it! Hey, congrats on everything. Yeah, Thank we're you. big fans. Thank so, you. Yeah. That's so nice, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Carly, yeah. Pierce. Carly Pearson, the prison when she was fourteen. Up in the prison. Up in the prison. That is wild. Uh, next, uh, an artist who's pretty new. In the country music scene, at least in our eyes, he is. But uh, after meeting him, we we feel like this is the next big star in country music. Now, fair warning, one of the questions I asked, I immediately regretted, and I call myself out in the middle of the interview. Uh, Dylan Carmichael, check this out. I got questions for you. Oh, let me right. put my glasses on. Answers. This is like official, like yeah, I'm did, reading something like she, here. Like she stalked you on the internet like an ex. <laughs> <laughs> I was crazy. I am a good stalker, okay? okay All right. Okay. All right. So your current single is Son of a... All right. right. I watched the language, by the way. It's a family show. I know. know. All right. So it's the title track from your latest album, and it's a thank you to those who raised you. Yep. Which features, am I right here, background vocals by your mom. That's correct. Who is Becky Montgomery. Yep. Give us the whole lineage here, because then she's related to. Yeah. So my mom's Becky Montgomery, a fabulous uh, singer. Uh, It's often said the best in the family, but uh, she has two brothers, John Michael Montgomery and Eddie Montgomery from Montgomery Gentry. So they are your uncles. My uncles, yep. That's wild. Now that I hear you. Todd, I hear your voice just having a conversation with you, not singing. Like, I, I hear you sound like Eddie. We had Eddie in yesterday. Yeah, by the, yesterday. Did you see him yesterday? No, I didn't. He had the American flag wrapped around <laughs> yeah. his neck like a scarf, and he had these red Jim Beam cowboy boots oh, on. Yeah. And and he had the Ray-Bans on. And like, the quote he, of the day, which he Eddie. said more than once, I actually put it on Instagram, this is America, we can do whatever the hell we want to. <laughs> Dude. Dude, what a guy. Gosh, yeah. I love him. I love him. Are, are, so are you... Uh, 
are you the only child? Are you like a mama's boy or what's what's the deal? No, I'm not. Uh, no. I, why did I ask? I got lots. As soon of as I said that, I'm like, what a stupid question. <laughs> no, I'm so well, no, sorry. it's not because no. as a mom, I'm like, please say yes. No, like, man, that's a great question. Do you, buddy? Um, <laughs> now, so uh, I'm not an only child. I have four siblings, all wow. the way ranging from nine years old to thirty. Oh my gosh! Wow. So, yeah. So big family. Um, well, now but, I got it. Now I'm nosy about your whole family. Now, yeah. do they, can anybody else sing? Do you think somebody else in the in the group here will sing? We, my brother Alan, uh, he he's a talented musician. He could play any instrument and sing, but he chooses not to. Yeah. So growing up in this family, it either deferred you from it or it made you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so for. Uh, for me, I wanted to do it. Everybody else, there, there's a few. My cousin Walker is a great singer. He's John Michael's boy. Uh, my sister, for example, also didn't want to do it. But uh, but yeah, we, we all we all really love music. It's just not all of us pursue it as a career, and that's probably smart in some situations. Absolutely, no, it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? You gotta do you gotta do you. I well, should have pursued music. I'm excellent at the karaoke bar down yeah, the street. Yeah, hey no, man, he what's all enough. about? He can, he can sing. He can carry a tune. Me on the other hand. Like you get I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. That's your song, isn't it? Yeah. You, you all thought that was Dylan. <laughs> that was actually me just singing just now. I'm telling you, I really do think like he's the next guy. He's really, really good. And just had, I can't explain it. A twinkle in his eye. You know, he just, it just looks like a big old bear, big it, old teddy bear. Yeah, I think it also helps. We're maybe a little biased because he did perform for us live. And yeah. he, he had some upbeat rocking songs like hot beer was awesome. But then his song, Son of a, is very, very emotional, very... A thoughtful and, song. Oh, my gosh. Any parent is going to, like, instantly fall in love with that song. Yeah, yeah. So he's on the newer side of things, and then we had a chance to talk to a full-out superstar, Kelsey Ballerini. Love um, talking to Kelsey. She is as gorgeous in person as you would expect her to be, but I will be honest, she is even nicer than I thought she was going to be. I mean, not that I thought she was going to be a jerk, but she was just right. incredibly sweet. And, you know, it was hard not to talk to some of these artists about the break and the COVID and all that, and Kelsey did something completely different uh, during her downtime that, Jenny, I thought it was great how you started this. <laughs> I want to know about the new poetry book that you have coming yes. out. That's awesome. Thank what, you. What in the world inspired this and what's it all about? Um, I, it's actually like not a cute story, but I, um, <laughs> I put out my album the week the world shut down March 20th and I was not down with music after that. I was like so sad and music to me felt like a loss. Like it felt like something that always brought connection that was no longer doing that. And so I, I separated the music from the writing and I just kept writing and I had 10,000 words all of a sudden. And I was like, Oh, is this a book? Um, and it just kind of ended up being like therapy and it ended up being my way of like healing, not only what I was experiencing as a 27 year old woman at the time, but I had all this extra time and space to think about my life, which we all did. We all had this time. Um, and I just wrote about it. So it's, it's, um, it's a lot. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to explain it well and I really can't, you just have to read it. It's poetry, but it's really just an autobiography that rhymes. And there's a lot of pieces of the things that make me who I am that I've not shared before that are in it. And, um, I feel excited and nervous and, um, free to be able to put it out. That is awesome. That's like therapy. It is right there. Yeah. Writing it all out. Yeah. I also, it took a lot of therapy to be able to write it. So yeah. Yeah. No, good for you. <laughs> I love that you, that's something totally creatively different. So that's awesome. Yes. Yes. For you. Um, 
I would like to talk about half of my hometown. I would too. I, <laughs> I want, it's a great song. Well, I, well here's when I first heard that you got Kenny, I'm like, dang, good for you. You got Thanks. Kenny. Like, that's awesome. And then I, I'm dumb. I forgot to put together. You guys are both from Knoxville, Tennessee. So yeah. I imagine how huge that was for yeah. you. Like massive. Yeah. And, and, but just, and I was like, I wonder, I was curious how the voices would sound together. And I'm like, it's not the sound I expected because it's better than what I it's expected. Oh, good. It's perfection. It was. It's a. It's a beautiful song. What I want to know, and I think what a, what our what Kansas City would like to know is, what's the moment like when you get a text from Kenny Chesney saying, "Yes, let's do a song together." I just had this crazy moment of boldness. We wrote the song and then did the demo that night. Mm -hmm. I did the vocals at 2 a.m. and I sent it to Kenny at 2:15 a.m. Oh my god! I mean, it was just like boom, 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 and and I. I like to be thoughtful, especially when I'm asking people like Kenny Chesney to do something. Um, but I wasn't. I was just, I was reckless about it. I was like, I believe in this song. I know it's important. And the person that needs to do this with me is Kenny Chesney. And um, I, I think sometimes you should just be a little, if you believe in your gut, just go for it. And I just, I, I musically booty called Kenny Chesney. I texted him. <laughs> Yes! I texted him the song at 2.15 a.m. Who does that? Me! Kelsey Ballerini And, uh, and he said yes! And he said yes. And honestly, you know, I didn't really have a relationship with him before that. And now he's he's a friend. And like, as much as I'm like, oh my God, I hope people hear this song and I hope they love it. And they're starting to, which is so cool. But I have a friend that's Kenny Chesney now. Like, if that's all I get out of that, like, um, we're doing all right. He has a friend right. named Kelsey Ballerini. No. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The fact that Kelsey Ballerini, the highlight of that interview for me is that she's like, I song booty called Kenny Chester. Are you and kidding? he said yes. <laughs> hey, hey, girl, hey. Oh, my gosh. That's too, too good. She will always be one of the nicest. Be I've heard Garth Brooks compliment her publicly multiple times because she's talented. She takes risks and she's just a, she's a genuinely kind person. Well, another genuinely kind person. And honestly, like the guy next door, Walker Hayes. It's crazy because a song like Fancy Like, you know, it's catchy. There's a dance. It's got all this um, personality to it. Yeah. And he rolls up and I swear, I kept telling my husband, I'm like, I think he's like somebody you would know. He's like somebody you might, I don't know, talk to in the backyard. Like you might go to Home Depot together. <laughs> he's just a regular guy. Your description of him was so perfect because he walked in at the flannel, uh, you know, long sleeve shirt on here. And you just said, you're like, he looks like he goes to Home Depot. Yes. He just, he and looks like just a regular dude. He's just a family man. And right. I really enjoyed our conversation with Walker Hayes. My husband, who has nothing to do, he's in the financial industry. It's nothing to do okay. with radio, okay? One he, of those he's guys. on the pulse, yeah. He he calls us one morning when we're on the air. And he's like, hey, listen. He's like, "There's this, this is before like it hit the max. Yeah. He's like this fancy like. Yeah. He's like, you gotta look this up. You gotta play. You gotta play this. This is gonna be. This is like the hottest song. My husband, like, he has nothing to do with this. the industry. Oh my god. So we. So I'm telling Mike. He's like, oh yeah. Like thinking. Oh, he has no idea what he's talking about. And hey, I'm, be quiet, guy. I don't tell you how to yeah. run your money. Right. Don't tell I me know. how to run the station. Yeah. We, we look it up. We play it. It's like, oh. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> and then of course it's everywhere. Yeah. How fun is that? It's crazy. Um, it was unintended. Um, completely out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's. That, I think that's the beautiful thing that everybody they probably don't know it but that's why it excites them you know it just was not calculated by my label mm -hmm. uh the dance wasn't you know it the was it was straight it was straight like it was like the the dance was the culmination of just COVID like that's what we did at <laughs> home for fun mm -hmm. you know and um 
Yeah, y'all. It was like the perfect storm. And it, it's, I guess it just was the, it's what people wanted to hear, you know. Something at that, fun. Yeah, exactly. I think we had all thought too much, you know, for the past year or something. I don't know. But it was completely accidental. That's the craziest thing because everybody's like, how'd you do it? And I don't know. I mean, if I knew it, I would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right, And I would do right, it again, right. you know. So we're just so grateful. And um, the whole Applebee's thing, though, then that becomes a insanity. thing. That, like, yeah. in the world? Yeah. No, it was insane. Uh, Applebee's just kind of jumped on and partnered with us, which took the song. You know, my kids and I watch TV. All of a sudden, the commercial comes on. We're like, what is life? How is this happening? <laughs> do you have seven kids? We have six on earth and one in heaven. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Bless your heart. We, we, we love them babies. And um, we just have such a, a great life. And we're, we're so happy before this even happened and um we're just grateful it's just we're 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 blown away it's my sister truly... has six kids so oh I, yeah I'm, you know two, two sets of twins yeah by the oh way. my gosh so like i know that's in like, another category of hard it's crazy. yeah so i know like the life we're yeah. living with those kids but that's um but i'm so grateful for you like that's just a gr- yeah. what, a, what a blessing for your family oh it's, it's crazy so yeah we got two buses now so when we go on tour in january we'll, we'll all go together i mean it's mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a ride. Just, I can't wait. How did the, well, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting, but I have yeah. so many questions. Go. Sorry, Mike. Go. How did the whole thing with adding Kesha in to do a version with Kesha? That, that was fun. a label decision. You know, it remix for this song was inevitable. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we'll still probably do some more, but um, I wanted a female pop artist and it's hard to find one that would really kick it at an Applebee's. I mean, a lot of them, <laughs> you know a lot of them, you yes. know what I mean? I was yeah. on pop radio for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know what you're it's saying. It's weird. It's like <laughs> some of them put on a good front, but like would never really kick it there. Yep. And uh, I'm, I remember texting Kesha, which was crazy. I was like, oh, I was so scared. I was like, like I want to be so cool. What do you text Kesha? Yeah. yeah. You're like, hey, Kesha, you know. Um, but I just said, hey, it's a fancy like guy. You know, I, I, I heard. <laughs> I said, I did. I said, I heard you're, you know, I heard you're jacked about the, you know, doing a remix with us. I, I would love to rework the second verse for you. I have some ideas and you, or if you want to just do your own thing, you know, I didn't want to come across as like, I'm going to tell you how to, what you're about to do. Hey, you could have. So anyway, well, she texted back and was like, I love Applebee's. She said, one of my favorite memories is one of my, one of my best girlfriends got in a fist fight there one time. And I was like, of course, I was like, you are perfect for this. And she is, and I'm familiar with Kesha's music. So I, I'm, I'm not, Surprised to hear that she has a friend who got in a fight at an Applebee's. That's hilarious. And I totally get why they did a remix and added Kesha in to appeal more to the pop side of things. I totally get it, but I'm going to be real with you. He did not need Kesha to even be a part of that song. He he, he did not. Well, you could hear that. So I I think he did a very good job being professional there. But when he answered that question, he said, you know, this was a label decision. That means it was not his idea. Yeah. I mean, I get why they did it. It's why they did with Gabby Barrett and they did you know right. her song with Charlie Puth, but he didn't need it. Let's move on to a newer artist that we got to talk to. And this was kind of the highlight of our trip as these newer artists had so much more to say. They were they were a little more open with us, which I understand. Uh, let's talk about Priscilla Block. Yes. And I love the way that you discovered her. Uh, you asked her that right off the bat. I have to start with a story of how I discovered you and I heard you for the first time. Uh, oh, gosh. No, it was awesome. <laughs> no, it's good. Because cause, cause good. Kate, cause it was my wife. My wife is like, babe. And I'm like, what? And she's like, have you heard 
Priscilla Block. And I'm like, no, I haven't. She's like, she has a song about PMS and it's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, yay. I love it. I love it. Yeah, ladies, if you don't know about Priscilla, like you need to know. Aww. And especially, so your new song is Peaked in High School. Yes. And so... I think so many people can relate to not having that amazing high school experience. And yeah. some people are like, oh, high school is just the best years of your lives. And it's like, no, no, no it's not. It's I not hope actually. it's not. Yeah, I remember people being like, these are going to be the best years of your life. And I'm like, honestly, I kind of like, I hated that place. I'm like having way much more fun now yes. in life and whatever. And so. that's okay. Like that's for, you know, some for some people that that is where they peak and that's, that's yeah. it, you know, but. Yeah, so I think that's a very... Oh, I love that your music is so relatable. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I don't relate to the PMS song, but it's a well, very... Well, I mean, there's... <laughs> hey, you know what? But, like, it's for the dudes, too, because y'all have to deal with us. So it's like, hey, here is... Here's why I'm about to have a full-on meltdown. Yep. <laughs> like, get ready. Get ready. It's educational. As boys, as you start to like girls, listen to this song. It's very educational. Exactly. Well, I don't, because honestly, as a mom raising two kids, my kids are eight, uh, eight and 11. I'm like, how old are my kids? That's um, all right. And it, but it is because I'm watching them go through all the things. And, yeah. you know, my daughter is preteen now. And yes. I'm just like, oh, Lord. Oh, you're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. so far, we've been able to avoid a lot of drama. And, and I'm hoping it just stays that way. But I know that's not reality. Oh so, my god! Yeah, but I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't want to do any of that again. No, no. God, you're only a couple years away, and your daughter's not even going to want to hang out with you anymore. Don't, oh my god! Stop! <laughs> don't even yeah, tell me don't, that. Hold on! Hold on! <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Jenny, you knew I was just messing with you. Your daughter's always going to love you and hug on you. Let's jump from the new school back to the old school. Yeah. So forever, it was Montgomery Gentry, right. and they were fantastic as a duo. Big fan. And um, you know, with the passing of Troy, we uh, Eddie Montgomery. W- was he going to do anything all by himself? Well, sure enough, he is. And we had a real heartfelt conversation about that. So obviously you're doing a solo thing now with the with with the passing of Troy. I think I remember reading the story and you would tell it better anyway. But you guys had had a conversation about heaven forbid one of you go the uh, to, to keep the music going. Is that accurate? Yeah. You know, life is very, very short, man. And we live it about a second. Me and T-Roy, uh, you know, we love it, man. It's the greatest country in the world, man. We can say, be and dream as big as we want to in this great country. And of course, we don't give a give it up enough for all of our great American heroes. But, uh, you know, we, we love living life. We grew up in bars, man. We grew up in the honky tonks <laughs> and it's like, you know, uh, we want, who's going to be the guys and I'm going to be the guy at the end of our life. You know, you always hear somebody go like, man, I wish I'd have tried that. Wish I'd have done that. Well, I'm going to be the guy, man, at the end, we're going like, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have went there. Maybe I shouldn't have tried that. Is there anything that you still haven't done that you're like, you need to do? You know, when I wrote my first love song, which I said I'd never write, T-Roy always ragged me on that. Uh, Here you go. I was like, well, I said, I was like, man, I'm never going to write a love song and I'm not going to sing one, T-Roy. And of course, I never thought I was going to make smoking hot wife either. So Good for you, buddy, congratulations! Yeah, so congratulations on the smoking yeah. hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> so I met her, man. It was uh, yeah, it was over, and so I ended up writing a love song. Couldn't even sing it to her first. I had to. I done it, wrote it, and I've done it on a just a little acoustic version thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, "Tell me what you think about this song." And because I didn't tell her I wrote it first, and then I told her I was like, "Yeah, well, I wrote it and I wrote about wrote it about you." Thank God she liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what I was going to say. She's going, "Well, this sucks." Yeah. Well, good for you for being fearless and keeping going. And I'm loving that American flag around your neck. Go USA! Oh, yeah. Also, the Jim Beam boots. Yeah, the- I can't, I can't almost get over definitely. It. Hey, man, it's a place. 
a lot of places you probably couldn't wear Jim Beam boots. So, you know, it's America, baby. We can do whatever the hell we want to. That's we can't. The That's the quote. That's the quote of the day right there. All right. America, hell yeah. Uh, that was an awesome conversation with Eddie Montgomery. Back to the new school. One of the more newer yet established artists on Q104 is Gabby Barrett. We got to meet her for the first time. And, of course, my my awesome co-host, Jenny Matthews. <laughs> first and only question, um, how's your baby? <laughs> She's good. She's doing really good, growing like a weed. Yep. Um, she wants to walk really bad, so I'm thinking she's going to walk before Christmas. So get ready. That That's be, a game changer. Yeah. You have kids? Oh, yeah, two of them. Eight okay. and 11. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So you've been it through it twice. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's been fun. She's getting into everything, and she wants to play with everything that's not a toy right 100%. now. 100%. That's it. It's it's a little difficult. And but. the funny thing with kids, and you'll find, too, as she gets older, but, like, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll buy all these great toys and think, yes, oh, this is awesome. And they want the box. I know. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or the plastic or <laughs> yes. like the stuff they want to put in their mouth that they're like, oh, yes. I don't even know what she's swallowed by now. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. But I, do you ever have that moment where you're like, I've kept her alive for yes. this long? Yes. I'm like, you're still doing good. You're doing it. No hospital visits. <laughs> like, Congratulations on keeping you. the baby alive. That's a weird thing to say. That is a weird thing to say. I'm keeping the baby. Thanks. Thanks. I guess. Like I said it out loud. I'm like, oh, that was like you're like anyway. wait but yet understandable yeah. right i hear you um jenny won't tell you this but uh she is a babe so i i'm not a parent and okay. she is like very <laughs> peer pressuring me into becoming a parent and she's very mad that you did not bring the baby in because <laughs> she would be like I'm sorry. if you'd like i can hold she would hold your baby while you made the rounds yeah, of really interviews would. and just okay, take care I'll of her okay i'll think about that next, next year next time i'm here for you girl okay. if you can just bring you. the baby okay. to kansas city that no that's <laughs> we're after listening back to that I, I apologize if gabby barrett is now too scared to ever come to Kansas City, or at least too scared to bring her baby to Kansas City. Let's be honest, she's just afraid of me. It's fine. It's, it's totally fine. Very terrifying. I'll tell you though, maybe I didn't bond with her, but I did bond oddly with one of the guys from Low Cash. Do you want? Do you just want to get your hometown out of the way? I got to get right to it. Okay. Which one of you is from Baltimore? Me. Boom. I'm hey. from Westminster, Maryland. Get out. That's okay. so crazy. Are yes. You guys cousins. Oh my god, are we related? I mean, yeah. If I was from Westminster, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just bash your hometown? No, it's okay. I don't live there okay. anymore. Yeah. No, my whole family's still there. Okay, um, cool. And I've got a sister in Finksburg, and yeah. you know all the things. But yeah, how yeah. long have you been away from from Baltimore? Yeah. Home. Oh, a long 20, time. Twenty five years. Yeah. Same. Yeah, like been a like as soon as I was eighteen, I was out. Oh my god. So. Same with me. Oh, so get like, me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> or is a lifelong Missourian or crab cakes like really a thing? Are they really that great? Like, yes. I don't, okay. Absolutely. They really are. You don't have crab cakes anywhere else but you I know get offensive at, at restaurants when they say these are maryland crab i'm like Mm-mm. i am bummed because i uh so so our boss uh todd nixon i know you guys know yep, him love him he uh he had called me one day when you guys were in town and i had actually i had just left my wife's from chicago so we were in chicago and he called me he's like dude can you get to the golf course right now because we're gonna go play golf with low yeah. cash and when i tell you that that is the worst fomo i've ever had in my life <laughs> because i heard because i heard you i heard you guys are a riot on the golf are you good golfers no. yeah we are horrible that's right. that's fun. I can't believe I missed this. You should have totally been there. Absolutely the worst golfers of this all time. This would have been the day you won. No, because I don't keep score. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I don't, don't want to keep score. Yeah, th- those aren't the shots I keep track of on the mm-hmm. golf course. You know that's what I'm right. saying? That's right. I like that. Although I will say when we play on like a, if it's just us against it's like our weird. band, we whoop there. We do have a competitive like streak. Comes alive somehow. That reveals itself when we start playing and we get pretty good when it's just the two of us. 
Yeah. Yeah. You should tell the story of uh, when you, you and your husband, you, you had first met and, yeah. and golfing. So. Well, you know, like you try to take on each other's interests a little bit, yeah. like try to, you know, be those people. Yeah, right. So he sure. like avid golfer, like his brother's a caddy for the PGA tour. Ooh, like oh, he, it's, nice. in his, it's in his family. It's you in know? His yeah. So I'm like, he's well, Tiger Woods. I mean, he basically. Yeah, I got so, you. Golf to him is like crab cakes to you guys. Exactly. I, I, got it. Yeah. Exactly. I got it. I got it. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I'll, we should totally like go. Out. I'll go out. I'll, I'll golf like with you, oh, or I'll take boy. lessons or whatever. He literally looked at me, and he's a wonderful man. He looked at me, he's like, no, like, <laughs> like it was a hard no. It, it was like that is my world. That's what That's I do. My world, and I'm you do you. That's and you, it. And it you know what? It's it fine. Now I'm a golf widow every weekend. Uh, it's right? Fine. Yeah, it is what real it is. life thing. Absolutely. They literally don't let each other look at the bank statements from yep. whether it's whether it says the golf course or Target. That's their. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's their understanding. Nice. They both spend yeah. too much money. Hey, each of those I ones. gamble on games all the time, and I tell my wife, "Hey, I don't golf." There was so much more to that conversation, some of which I was even uncomfortable putting on the podcast. <laughs> Those guys were all right. We actually did talk about sports gambling a little bit more. And if it ever, when it becomes legal in Missouri, by the way, we are going to go into business with Low Cash, sports gambling agency. We're going to call it MoCash. Mo Let's go! That is going to happen. I feel it. All right. Can we just talk a minute about Nate Barnes? Now, that might be a name that you don't recognize. Uh, very new on the scene. Smells gosh darn delightful. And he was very well dressed. The all black had the Johnny Cash look he's to him. He's got the look. He's he's going to be somebody. But I'm going to tell you that um, you know if you're if you're out there with a dream, never never let it get in your your reality get in your way. Listen to what this guy was doing before he hit Nashville. <laughs> I was working in a nuclear power plant, and yeah. uh, I was doing that working in blueberry farms. And, and uh, uh, hold up, I, hold up, a nuclear power plant <laughs> and a blueberry <laughs> farm. Yeah, that's two very different. Like that's like that's a wild. Yeah, two in different Michigan, things there. Right? Yeah, that's incredible. So you're just doing that, but you did you always know you could sing? I mean, I still don't know if I could sing, but I mean, I could. I was on a vacation to Gatlinburg, and uh, I literally stopped in to Nashville just to meet somebody for the first time and and me and him are hanging out and then uh in comes walking this hit songwriter guy named jason sellers and he didn't know who the heck i was and right and uh he we hit it off and he asked me to play some songs and i was like okay and i had my guitar in my truck and played some songs and he he was like i gotta introduce you to a guy and that guy name was benny brown the guy that founded jason aldean and Dustin Lynch and all oh these gosh. guys, and he they signed me on the spot. No way. So literally, I went back home and week and a half, packed everything I had, said goodbye to everybody I ever loved, and, and <laughs> moved my uh, dog Nash, Nash in the truck and moved into Nashville. Okay, one thing right off the bat following you on Instagram is that um, we're huge dog people, and we feel like immediately we connect with you because you seem to love your dog like we love our dog. Oh, because you have an Aussie, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what you were showing. Yes. Like, I forgot that was Nate's page. Yeah, we have a, uh, my wife and I have an Aussie at home, Dolly. So, oh, yeah. I love that name. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. We have a Hank and a Dolly. Okay, so. <laughs> Mike, yeah. you're the man. Dude, no, you're the man. Like, that's look, so we got cool. Us and our Australian Shepherds. They're wild. They don't ever calm down. They do. They're, they're psychos. They're, they're oh, psychos. Like, she'll yeah. bring a Frisbee and a ball up to the bed at 7 o'clock in the morning and just go. She'll, she'll do this thing where she goes. She'll lay and she'll yeah. put her nose right by her ear and she'll go. <laughs> See, my, my, he's so calm and relaxed and, and kind with me, just with me. Anybody else, he's a psycho. <laughs> but he's such a good dog. He's such Heck a Heck yes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, to answer your question from earlier, uh, yes, I can play. Uh, Jenny just found this out about me. But if you were to hand me an acoustic guitar, I do know one song. 
Uh, and that is Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. <laughs> so, so what he's saying is if you need an opener for anything, like, you know, he, right. he's got you. If you need a solid two minute and 37 second opener, I can I bust it. out some Hanukkah song, uh, you know, like in April, just to really mess yes. with people. And then like, we have a day and then we have a time. Okay. All right. I'll remember that. Uh, I'll right, remember good. that. Nate Barnes. Yep. Nate Come Barnes. On, let's Thank go. You. Thank you guys. If he sings to you and he says, you ain't pretty, that that's just the title of the song. <laughs> right, okay. He's right. not calling yes. you yes. All right. So I'm going to make it my life's goal to make sure that at least once you get to open up for Nate Barnes and sing that Hanukkah song. Maybe like a knucklehead show. <laughs> we'll have somebody out there before I'll just walk up. Hey, my name is Mike and this is my, this is the one song I know on guitar. Hey, A-E-D-E. That's the chord. It's easy. Just own it. Just own it. All right. Then your girls popped in. Okay. Runaway June are a group that I've just been a monstrous fan of like since, since the moment I heard them for the first time, like way back in their Wild West days, their lipstick days, all the way to I can buy my own drink. I am I am a fan of Runaway June. Well, and so we had had so many guys roll through, and so finally I had some girl power in the room, and <laughs> we just started talking about all the things. Randomly, we were talking about the lighting, because we had like this kind of mood lighting in our room, but if we turn on the fluorescent lights, I thought I was the only one who gets a little, like, my, I get kind of weird in my eyes, and I get kind of anxious, like, with overhead lighting, like if I walk into a Walmart or something. Right. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so what's funny about this interview, when you hear the beginning of it, is how... Um, um, like we didn't even say go. We just kind of started <laughs> recording, and it's a little cluster at first. It picked up some of that conversation. I start. I'm like, why am I feeling so stressed? Oh, it's this. Nice. I feel like I'm gonna faint and everything else. It's totally weird. <laughs> so crazy. That is a thing. I just feel like I'm no, back for me it is. Like, oh my god, for you. It's yeah. so wild. She's That's trying to so do an interview wild. here. I don't know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking. Sorry. We're talking about lighting. This is what women do. This is what we do. I am. I am very outnumbered in this interview. Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Runaway June. Yay! Yes, yes. Yes, uh, I've had the pleasure of, of hanging out with you guys several times. I love it. My favorite story to share was uh, I had called Kate Gordon, your guys' rep, and she told us that we're gonna that you guys were doing a show like way out near Chicago in, in this. You remember it was it was the bar in the middle of the lake. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh my god. And, uh, and so my wife is from that area. And so we, we, we happened to be flying up from Kansas City up to Chicago to see her. And so I talked to Kate. I was like, when are you going to be up there? And we were going to be up there. I was like, well, we'll stop by. And so we ended up getting to take a picture with you guys. And my mother-in-law was like, this is so cool. <laughs> Major brownie points for me. Yeah, yeah, no, Thank you. Anything we can do to help. We are here for you. Anything we can do to to curb the mother-in-law stuff. We're here. It's our job. So lots, lots of, since the last time we got the chance to say hi to you, we've had, we've had two marriages (laughs) um, and and we have a new member on. Each one of us has gotten married once. There hasn't been two. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You have had three divorces since (laughs) last time. Yeah, there's no divorces. Tell us about that. Yeah, no. Okay, I'm leaving. I get around. No, that's a terrible (laughs) thing to say. And then Jennifer, congratulations. Mom to be. That's Yay. awesome. Yeah. How far are you? 18 mm. weeks. How are you feeling? I feel so much better. I was struggling the first trimester. Oh, it was a. Oh. It's hard. I struggled for nine months. I was nauseous with both kids nine no, months. No, the whole it, time? It never went away. And I'm oh like, and my gosh. everyone was like, oh, just wait. Like, you'll hit this day and all of a sudden you'll feel great. I kept waiting. And You're waiting. Like, never You're waiting. Like, I'm giving birth. That's well, when it feels That better. was the day. Well, good for you for having two because I'm like, I don't think I can go through this again. <laughs> I know. And, and you know, it's like amnesia. People say it's true and you yeah. will and it'll be fine. Yeah, it's so weird. So is it like that? 
that? Yep. You just don't remember. Yep. Okay, well, I'm going to just write. I'm going to keep a journal. Yeah, I'm going to remember how I feel. Totally. Remembered how it, what childbirth actually was, we wouldn't have multiple. Yeah, we yeah. Like, we're not programmed. You never ever do it again. No, my it's thing, traumatizing. my thing, like I'm even getting pain, like the sharp pains right now and stuff. I can deal with the pain. It's mm-hmm. the feeling bad every day. That's yes. part. I'm like, I can't. Do smells bother you? Oh, I can yeah. smell yeah. everything. Everything. Yes. everything. We have these candles being and, on a tour bus. Oh, I like, can't even imagine. We have these candles in our bedroom that I I don't even I don't know that they had a scent. I don't when we bought them. I don't remember them having like this overwhelming <laughs> scent. I just looked at my husband. I was like, get them out of here now. <laughs> like, get them out of this house. Yes. I'm, oh, they're are you having fun already. in this conversation? Hey, look. <laughs> we're, 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 are you sure you're okay? Yeah. Okay. Continue. This has been the conversation about lighting and pregnancy. Okay, look. I've, I'm just going to... Actually, I'm a, Natalie, you want my microphone or I'm a step away. Y'all don't know all the conversations we've had about beards. Um, what all the other man yeah, things we've been talking about. normally outnumbered. So yeah. for the one time, you're you. outnumbered. I did have a great conversation with Russell about the UFC fights. So, like, I guess this is the payback Thank for that. you. And that was it. I just rolled out. I think you guys had girl talk for like another 15 minutes. It was, but I hope, I hope you loved it. It was very refreshing. I'll just say that. I, we did talk about beards a lot. I apologize. We talked to a guy who honestly, I didn't realize the little local connection. Um, I enjoyed how you opened up the interview and uh, God, what a, just a nice guy. I really enjoyed Mitchell Tenpenny. <laughs> I remember Mitchell came to Power and Light in Kansas City perform one time, but on his way in, was it the rally house you stopped at, or do you already know where I'm going to go with it? Maybe you do, maybe you do. Uh, where I got the jersey? Got the custom I jersey. I got to get my custom jersey. Yeah, it was right down the, right next to it. Yeah, it was a rally house. Yeah, there's, so there's a rally yeah. house right there, Power and sure, Light. Yeah. yeah. He goes in, gets the powder blue Royals jersey. Oh, I love it. Throws a 10 penny and the number, and here's the, 32, I would, baby. Let's yeah, go. But I would think you would throw as 10, I think you do throw 10 on the back, but you throw 32 and there's a special reason for that. 32 is my number, man. It's yeah. been my Never been every every sport I've ever played thirty two, uh, but yeah, I get the ten penny thing a lot. But no, I was always thirty two since I was a kid, and that just I feel weird if I don't have that number. You know what's funny? My husband was always number seven with yeah. whatever sport he played, and now my kids, he, it's, he didn't really it's, give them a choice. Yeah, it's no, that's like, no, you're both gonna be number seven. I will be the same way, probably. I don't know. It's like one of those superstitious things. But yeah, thirty two is my number, and it's my age right now. So there you okay, go. Okay, and speaking of thirty two, so I'm just reading that you fulfilled a bucket list item just not too long ago. You headlined the Ryman for the first time and a portion of the proceeds went to your 10 penny fund $32,500. Yeah, which is so crazy, man. Nashville's just showed up that night, did so so much good for, for the fun and the foundation and, and then getting to sell out the Ryman. Like, I've been going to those shows since I was a kid and to do that when my brother plays bass with me on stage and oh, my mom being that. in the crowd, like my whole family there, it was just such a full circle moment. And then to have Chris Young hand me that check, it was, I don't know, I'm still kind of reliving that dream. So thank you. That's so good. Thank you so much. Yeah, how about Mitchell Tenpenny of all people just kind of melt our hearts a little bit. Yeah, I really, really like him. I think what was interesting about these interviews is that everybody was rolling in at different times and, um, you know, some people just, you could tell they just kind of threw on their jeans and their t-shirt and it is what it is. Then Marin Morris rolled up and she was dressed to the nines. You could tell the hair, the makeup crew had had done its work. Um, she looked gorgeous. We decided that she must have had like a ton of things to do that, like a ton of media to do that day because yeah. she was like, imagine like the cocktail dress, all the makeup, the hair done upright. It, she looked like she was going to a very fancy gala, some sort of crazy event. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. She looked fantastic. Anyway, here's our conversation with Marin Morris and her husband, Ryan Hurd. <laughs> 
All right, we have been chasing after this interview for a hot minute. Ah, I'm hey, sorry. Hey, we did there? She told me I didn't want to have a guest to do it. Uh, uh, Ryan Hurd and Maren Morris joined us. Hey. Hey. hey, Chasing Thank After you. you is like the most beautiful song ever. I love it. Thank you. And you recorded it in your home studio, like in your in your basement? Well, we recorded our vocals in our basement. but mm-hmm. uh, It was yeah. kind of a quarantine um, quilt of <laughs> studios. And we yeah, we, we did our vocals in our basement. Yeah. I have a question about that. Husband and wife. <laughs> yeah. You gonna have arguments as couples do. Yeah. How does the recording process go like that? Did you guys have any arguments? If you <laughs> or is disagree, it just a smooth sailing? I mean, uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, you my, weren't even in the room when I did mine. I wasn't in the room for any of you it. You were upstairs. <laughs> See, that's beautiful. That works out great. I, well, I wanted to surprise him because I had some like tricks up my sleeve uh, for the vocal I did, and I was like, I want him to hear this with clean ears. Yeah, I. I don't need to give Marin notes. <laughs> Generally, she's got a, I mean, she's got a lot of trophies that say she's pretty good. So uh, <laughs> it was just, the whole thing was very special. And obviously the guys that made the recording are, are guys that I've worked with for a really long time. Aaron S. Heiss and Teddy Reimer. And Teddy's in my band and Aaron's made all my records forever. So it was a very seamless process. And uh, all we had to do was sing it. Actually, I mean, it, it was... It's funny to look back. I've never been nominated for a CMA, but it's funny to look and say, like, the potential musical event of the year happened in our basement. Can you believe it? (laughs) Yeah. Whoever would have thought. I really did enjoy that story. The fact they recorded their vocals in a basement. Uh, some of the, a lot more of the stuff that you're hearing on the radio. Like I know my some like my endorsements and, and the products I talk about. Uh, I record those in my in my uh, bedroom closet because there's because <laughs> there's a lot of clothes in there and honestly it's great soundproofing. It really is. I just can imagine them like they're in the basement doing that baby baby's upstairs like crawling around. I don't know. I just have it. I have visuals. Um, all right, yeah. So good conversation with Marin and Ryan. You know another guy. I just absolutely enjoyed Scotty McCreary. He's one of the most, he's one of my very underrated perform. Like you think Scotty McCreary. And I think the pro my, how do I, how do I word this? I feel like a lot of people think of Scotty McCreary and they think the 16 year old boy from American Idol. That was almost a decade ago. This dude is a full blown man now. But he doesn't age. He looks exactly the same. Well, he's got a little <laughs> facial hair. Now he's got the red beard. But I think that's the thing is that's, he's always just kind of be a, like Macaulay Culkin syndrome. I think we would call it. And but I, I, he is putting out quality music that I think people of all ages uh, should should be enjoying. And he's got a nickname we found out about. Hey, does anybody ever just call you Scott? Or are you Scotty to everybody? Um, most people call me Scooter. Yeah. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, Scooter. Like, even my guitar strap will say Scooter. So it's, it's Scott is like... The family, right? My wife, if she's up, if she's mad at me, yeah, okay. totally. Yeah, the scooter is my main thing. You're still driving the same truck that you won on American Idol years yeah. ago. I yeah. love that. You think you'll drive that thing till it dies? Oh, until the wheels fall off. I love her. her name's Loretta oh, Brown. Oh, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love her, and and you know she's got everything I want. Even got a CD player. They don't put make trucks with CD players anymore. Okay, you know. Thank you. Yes, yeah. my car has a CD player. It's a newer car, but it's got a yeah. CD player, and I'm very excited about that. Is this great? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be that guy. <laughs> you don't need a CD player in <laughs> <a> car <laughs> anymore. You, you know, don't I don't use it. it that often. But what you got stacks of CDs at the house? Yeah. The Apple CarPlay, then wirelessly put my phone there, and I can have any song in the universe. I, I'm yeah, sorry. but see, that's like everything that's old. You know, will become new again. And you know, see, look at vinyl came that's, back. That's very true. That's I, very I true. do have a vinyl uh, record player in the man cave, yeah. and, it's, and it's delightful. It's, it's a great way to listen to music. It, yeah. it actually it does sound better. I think, it sounds too. better, yeah, and the crackling. Oh man, something it. about it. it but then when the record gets wobbly, man, you 
sad. Like, all of a sudden, it gets a little warped, and you're like, you're like, this is it. And I don't want to hear my Scotty McCreary song sounding like that. Getting deeper just by the warps and everything. Yeah, that's that's very true. Damn straight. Just what a great song. Thank you. I'm so excited about this one. This was, you know, a, a song. I heard it just by myself at the beach. Nobody else was there, and I, like, freaked out by there just alone. So I sent it to everybody I knew, and I was like, what do y'all think about this? And everybody else freaked out, too. And it's Everybody loves George Strait. If you love country music, you got to love George. Mm-hmm. It's a tribute to him all while being a heartbreak song. It's like... Oh, it's so it's, good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank has you. he yeah. reached out about it at all? And if so, is he like, hey, man, why are you damning me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Me and him text all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, right, he's yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Exactly. He's coming over later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're fine. having dinner. Yeah. No, I haven't heard from old George yet, but hopefully, uh, hopefully he's heard it. Hopefully he likes it. Hey, I don't know about you. I'm rooting for Scotty. I hope he gets a text from George Strait, because that'd be awesome. He should get a text from George Strait. Although, George, I'm not going to lie. We don't even know if he sends text messages. He's got a flip phone. (laughs) We're not sure. (laughs) Yeah, like a burner phone. He doesn't realize it's a burner phone. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. We were treated to an amazing performance while we were doing all of these interviews by Cam, a name I had heard. I had heard her music a little bit. Seeing someone perform live can really change the game sometimes, and that's exactly what her music did for me. Listen closely to this interview because my favorite part of it, and I think when our listeners hear this, they might agree with me on this. I enjoyed listening to you, Jenny, have this conversation with Cam. When you hear music that makes you feel something in your soul, I mean, that is that is what your music does oh, to my, me. Thank I, you. I'm telling you, you... <laughs> I you just have such that a gift. So much. I mean that's, that. That's when I, I always say there's like this Mae West quote. I don't like writing, but I like having written because <laughs> it's so difficult writing songs. It's very uncomfortable. And you have a, you set a high bar and you're trying just like you guys, too. You're always trying to reach it, you know, totally. and you get frustrated when you're not always there. When you finally get a song done and put it out to see people because I can see it in people's eyes when they are feeling the same thing that I felt when I wrote it. And it's like. Oh, I did it. You know, like it's, you know, you feel less alone. You feel validated, like all the stuff. Because so when thanks for saying things that. are authentic, when things come from the heart, I just believe that in life in general, you connect. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, you're doing it. Oh, thank <laughs> yeah, you. Your voice is magical. I don't, I don't, I don't say that lightly. I mean, it's, inc- <laughs> it's just incredible. Thank yeah, you. So, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. You had just brought up a quote from Mae West, but I would like you to share with our audience, if you would be so kind, oh, oh. the same quote that that you told us about that you learned from your grandmother about oh the birds <laughs> and the bees. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. For the record, they asked me to tell this story. Like, <laughs> young children, plug your ears. Yeah. But basically, uh, my, so I was kind of having a moment with Till There's Nothing Left. It's such a beautiful song and it's such a good vibe and there's like a, I love someone with my heart, mind, body, soul, everything. And there's a backseat line which is, you know, I had a baby so it's no surprise. This is what we're here. Totally. We're adults. But I still was kind of blushing about it like okay I'm gonna really sing these lines and I had to have like a you know heart to heart with my guardian angel grandma Marvel who my middle name is Marvel so she was like my namesake and she was the one raised on a farm in Saskatchewan nothingness Canada raised Baptist salt of the earth she gave me the sex talk when I was 12 and she said Cameron Marvel sex is like a milkshake once you have it you're always gonna want it What did you think at that time? At that age, I think I had no clue what she meant. I just was wide. And as you get older, you're like, oh, Oh, that's what she meant. meant. But, you know, she was so good. Like, I remember I would go to hot springs, like, later on. And I was like, Grandma, like, they say you're just supposed to go nude to these hot springs. I was like, she would just 
offhand so fast well yeah are you approved and as a grandma like a grandma like very not someone you'd expect to say this and I was like if she can own it just like how so many women in country just really they just are so rooted in themselves and just like I'm here I'm experiencing this that's how you know it is what it is can you believe that that story came out of Cam's mouth of all people? That's like a story I expected to hear from Brothers Osborne. That story came from Cam. No, but I absolutely love it. I'm here for it. Her grandma has to she's a prude. I can't even. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, um, okay, so let's talk about Dylan Scott for a second. Just We're going to go back. The next two you're going to hear Dylan Scott and then Jordan Davis because Dylan Scott shared a story he had never shared publicly before about Jordan Davis. My first time telling the story on air, and Let's I'm pretty call. pumped about it. So I'm in Nashville Airport. We're flying out a few weeks ago. I don't even know where we're going. And I'm buying like a candy bar and something at the at the store. And this dude walks up to me. Hands, he's got his phone in his hands, ready to take a picture, right? He walks up and he goes, dude. Dude. I cannot believe. This is how it went. I, I, can, I, I cannot believe I'm meeting you right now. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. You know, yeah, not a problem. He's like, I <laughs> love buy dirt. Oh. <laughs> and I just like in my mind real quick like do I, do I tell him do I take the picture like no nah, I'm gonna tell him I was like dude I'm not Jordan Davis <laughs> listen phone in his hands camera out the, the, his look on his face went oh my oh, gosh no. dude I thought you were Jordan puts his phone back in his oh, pocket yeah. and walks away yeah. walks away I'm like <laughs> Oh, dude, it was, it was some, I laughed so hard. I bet I mean, he felt so embarrassed. My, I walked mortified. over to my band, they were at the gate, and I was like, y'all will not believe what just happened. So, yeah, pretty cool. That pretty cool is story. so funny. Oh you know gosh. who else confuses Jordan Davis and Dylan Scott? Nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I'm thinking. Like, dude, I'm not 6'5 with a beard, like that that beard, you know? Right. I got a now, beard. Now, you have the fullness of the beard. You just don't have the length. I don't have the length, so no. this, this, I got a little scruff, and this is as far as I can go. That's this, it? Don't say it like that. How, man. how long have you tried to let it go? So I did do a playoff beard. In 20 for years. Hockey. <laughs> what? No, hockey playoffs a couple years ago. I did do a playoff beard, and it took two months to get probably where, where you're at, but it wasn't as full. There were so still patches. I was laying in bed last night watching TikTok videos. As and one does. Yeah, and this beard TikTok come out. They were talking about the beard, whatnot. It's like, you really have to give a beard 90 days to really know if it's going to like fill in. Because even if it's patchy, in 90 days, your beard's going to get long and the the hair will cover those patches. You'll never know Let it. me ask so you a question. maybe you keep going. As a woman, I do, I like, I dye my, I, I, I dye to my eyebrows. To oh, make I, them I, I look dye thick. my beard. Okay, that's 100%. what I'm trying to say. And I'll tell you why, because I have pretty, I mean, my hair's dark on my head, right? My beard is red. Are you serious? Yeah, my dad's the same way, and so is my little brother. I was like, I don't want a red beard. Like, I want my beard to match my hair. So yeah, yeah. I, I dye my beard. Okay. Just for men. Shout out. I didn't think anywhere during the interview process we would get a shout out to Just for Men, but uh, but here we are. All right, well, then the next day, we got to talk to Jordan Davis, and well, we ended up just spilling the beans. We talked to Dylan Scott yesterday. And I can't share. He has a story to share with you next time he sees you. But so it's not my place to tell you the Can story. Can I give the gist of the story? Yeah, yeah. Give me the gist. Basically, he was at the airport yeah. and somebody thought he was you. I'm just going to tell him the whole story. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. And this, this guy, he's got his phone out. His hands are sweating. He's excited. And he's like, oh my God, I love you. And so he's feeling himself. He's yeah. like, oh yeah. yeah and he's like, like, yeah, baby. He's like, buy dirt is the best song. No way. <laughs> 
Because they're so probably like, who is that guy? I don't know. I think he's a country singer from North Louisiana. They're like, oh, that's Jordan Davis, <laughs> so he, which is also Dylan. So the but, guy, the guy was mortified. He just ran away. He oh, ran so away. Dylan, he Dylan told him he was like, oh, Dylan should have just went with it. I man. Know, that's what I said. I would. I would have gone with, with it if they were like, dude, hey, bro, I love you to death, Dylan. You're the man. I would have been like, oh, this guy definitely thinks I'm Dylan Scott. Oh my god, totally. Yeah, yeah. he didn't. He the, and the guy was so he's mortified. Like, well, apparently away. he didn't know that it was Dylan Scott. Instead, he just thought it was nobody. So he's like, oh, never mind. Whoever you are, I don't care about. Oh, you. so he did. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. Oh, uh, dude, it's all good. I love Dylan. <laughs> when everything just kind of shut down, I mean, because I would imagine you leave a very fast-paced life. Yeah. When everything, literally for everyone, just shut down, what what happened to you? What did you do? It was weird. Like it's like seriously, like the first two months, I I felt like uh, Will Ferrell in, in the movie where he's like, you know, I don't know what to do with my hands. He right. just picks his hands up. You were Ricky Bobby. You Ricky Bobby. Right. Jenny doesn't think Will Ferrell's funny. Doesn't like his movies. I don't. I know. I know, it's weird. See, Jordan liked what? me, and now he's I, like, wow, you suck. Wait, <laughs> nothing? nothing you, none of it. I, him and Sandler. She doesn't like uh, Adam Sandler, uh, doesn't uh, like Will Ferrell. Okay, I can get Sandler. I can get behind, like, whoa, 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 I, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. I think he's funny, but I can understand where somebody's like, okay. ah, that's not for me. But Will Ferrell in old school, it's if that's much. not funny to you. It's too much for me. It's, I don't know what, yeah, I'm weird. I know, I'm Jordan Davis one. hates you. Wait, so I know, who, and I like him so Wait, no, 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 no. Who is, who is like, who's your, who's like the funny? The funny person to me, like, I'm, I'm like a Kevin Hart. Uh, oh, yeah, hilarious. You know, I don't know. I just. So you know good comedy. Oh, I do. You're just missing one really good. <laughs> he's cheesy to me. I feel terrible saying it because I know he's wildly popular. I just, it just doesn't do it for me. I get it. I Why do you want to make Jordan hate me? <laughs> I know I did it on purpose. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. No, I could, I could see like. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for just putting out the song by Dirt. Oh my God. Because that song just, it, it, it hits a special chord of your heart. Like you knew that was special, right? Like that's it a felt, special song. It felt pretty special yeah. the, the second we finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And it, a, was Luke on that from the beginning or did he hear it and come in later? No, I actually texted him one day and I was like, hey man, uh, I have this song. We, we kind of wrote it with Luke in mind. Like mm-hmm. if I wasn't going to record it, we were going to pitch it to Luke. Um, but yeah, I, I sent him a message with it the song attached to it and he got right back to me and was like man let me live with it for a little bit and um, and eventually you know was like yeah dude let's go record it so. what's that like how long is that process because that like I, the anticipation of something waiting is the hardest part of anything yeah. like we're going to be at an airport today waiting is the worst part of that yeah how long did that take? Like, did he make you sit on it for like two days? Like, that's gotta be terrifying. Try like 10 days. Oh, what a jerk. It was like over a week. Yeah. Okay, now. Which just, he was probably just fishing or doing something, <laughs> like not thinking anything about the song. But, but real like, talk, were you like, oh my God, maybe he doesn't like it. Like Every day I was yeah. like tap, like every message I would get, I would be like, is that Luke? Oh, man, it's oh, not. You know, or I would get a message from like somebody, you know, my producer, manager, like, hey dude, have you heard from Luke? Any, anything on that song? I'm like, don't do nothing. Oh, man. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I'd be like, he hates it. He hates yeah. me. He hates it. This is awful. Terrible and idea. even when he called yeah. me to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's like I was sitting on the couch watching golf with my father-in-law. Nice. And I looked down and it just says Luke Bryan. My father-in-law's like, oh, I think you should get that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've learned a similar lesson uh, with Nashville being the hubbub of everything. I know their area code is 615. Uh, and I have learned that whenever my phone rings, it says 615. You, you take that call. You, you take the call. You don't miss that. All right, we talked to a guy named Ian Flanagan, and you may recognize that name. You may recognize him if you watch The Voice. Um, I thought what was most interesting about this guy is the way he and his family are living their life right now. 
you shared a story of your living situation right now. Yes. And the fact that you, I guess you don't own a house or anything like you just, cause you're just on the road all the time. Share that story with everybody. Yeah. The, the quickest version of that is my fiance, Ayla and I have been working together in the music business for the last five years. We have a daughter together and she's turning eight next week. And a few, I have an eight year old. I get, oh, I get so you know, we're in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a few years back, we sold everything we owned and moved into a 24 foot Winnebago just to tour full time as a family. Cause I was gone so much on my own and through those ventures we kind of have seen the beauty of the country we live on the road full-time we're still in a trailer out here by the opry actually and we've just been raising our daughter off the you know on the road and the best we can. So this it's reminds awesome. me of like, um, what are the, the the tiny houses? You know, this reminds oh, me. Oh yeah, of, we're you, like that. Okay, me, it's so tiny. You have had to be. You're a minimalist at this point. Yes, we do not own furniture. How so. is that? Um, you know, you get used to it. Yeah, I bet you yeah, do. You realize it. what yeah. you don't need in life. You know, you definitely get down to like we'll be arguing over if we can have like six shirts yeah. <laughs> or five. <laughs> you know, so it's My really uh, like we should totally do this. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's it's all brought us back to. Um, um, making that choice was really scary, and a lot of people think it's kind of a, a weird way to live, but it has brought us to the best, highest highs of our lives. Like the voice, like meeting Blake, like yeah. releasing this music and meeting you great people. Shucks. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Ian. You're the best. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Then I really enjoyed our interview with Joe Nichols. Uh, I've got a name we haven't heard for a while. <laughs> and, he's got um, so many bangers. So many hits. And he's back. He's got some new stuff going on. But I really enjoyed watching you squirm as you told him a, a golf story, if you will. So about three years ago, I finally took up golf. I was finally convinced by some coworkers to take up golf. And, and I had, and I'm telling you, I, but I had never played a round of golf in my life and I hadn't taken a lesson or anything, but I was, I would go to top golf like once a month, just enough to eventually hit the ball. But you know, you, you swing and you miss, you do all this stuff. You were kind enough to come out for a Q104 a golf tournament. And our boss, Todd was like, hey, how would you like to, to, you know, I think, I think you were one of your band members couldn't make it or whatever. He's like, just, just go play with Joe. And I did. And it was my very first time playing a round of golf ever. Ever in your life? And I'm oh, telling God. you, and, and, and you were so nice, but I could tell, Joe, you were a little pissed off that I was on. So you're like, this guy, He's like, this guy sucks. No, He's no. no, anything but that, no. Well, I, I don't remember that, but that's good. I mean, that's to this good. That to I, this day, every time like your name comes up when we're talking with Todd, though, I'll be like, why Why did you make me, why did you put me on Joe's? I looked like an ass. I'm sorry. I Here's the thing. He didn't remember it. Right. Now no, you no, just no. brought it that. up. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not memorable in a bad way. Like, oh, no, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, uh, that is forever that's in my head. Like, every time yeah. we talk, I'm going to apologize for that. I just want you to know in advance. Did, but, you, did you by any chance see me play? Because I'm not, not that great either. So, oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, but, but, but every time you swung, you made contact. And to me, that was incredible to watch. So I know, like, sometimes, you know, we're having a bad day or whatever in, in right. our real lives, you know, but you have to go in the air. You have to put on. So as a performer, like, if you're having a day, oh yeah. I mean, have there been times you're having a day? And oh you, yeah. And you got to get out there and you got to do. They paid to see you, yeah. like. Oh man, I've had so many, so many hard. days where it's just been like, ah, this is the last thing in the world I want to do right now. Yeah. But 
I have to do it. And maybe somebody will uh, enjoy this. There's a good chance nobody will. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had those days. I had those days recently. I mean, I've had a, a couple of very close people to me pass away this last year. And, and I was on the road and had to go out and do a show. I mean, you yes. can't disappoint everybody that showed up and bought a ticket to your show. And so kind of going on stage feels like, oh, my God, I'd rather lose a leg right now than, than do this. I know. I always think of the pressure. I don't know why I think about stuff like that. But I always think of the pressure on an artist. Yeah, it's like, hey, there's the show must go on, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but on the on the I'll, I'll counter that with this. Sometimes when we're well, like when I'm having a bad day at home, coming in and, and doing our yeah. show helps me out. It actually makes puts me in a better mood. Yep. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Like when you get on and you're like three songs in, you're like, okay, I feel better because I'm doing what I love. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, there's 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 some great. Uh, therapy in there I think the music kind of it heals everybody in some way you know and for me to go out and just sing a little bit play a little bit while my feelings are just going crazy I do feel a little bit better I wasn't sure how that conversation with Joe would go I'm grateful he did not remember the golf game I'm just grateful he's back in the game in the I, singing game. I agree. Yeah, definitely check out Home Run. Uh, Joe's been in the game a hot minute, but up next, we're going to introduce you to literally an 18-year-old, as brand new as it can get. She's brand new on the scene. Her name's Callista Clark, and talk about the power of social media. She's another one like Justin Bieber. I think there's so many that just got discovered online, and that's what she did. Social media is an interesting place, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I posted... A cover when I was 13 specifically that changed my life and it was Have You Ever Seen the Rain by Credence Clearwater Revival. Yes. A great song. Yeah, One of the best. One of my favorites of all time. I love that someone so young though even knows that song so that's Yes. Cool. Yeah I grew up listening to gospel music um, 80s and 90s country southern rock classic rock Are Motown. You an, sorry. Are you an old soul? Yes. I, I mean, I like to think of myself that way. Are you in bed <laughs> by 830? <laughs> well, yeah. It's we so funny. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not even playing. I, You know, I'm more of a night owl than a morning person, which radio tour has been interesting. But on that note, yeah. <laughs> it's like... My um my label was joking about that. It's like okay, we don't have to worry about her. Seven thirty, she's at the hotel. She's in bed. Like yes. we're like ready to go. She's asleep. Start the next day. You know, <laughs> like it's pretty hilarious. So you're doing your thing. You're putting your stuff on social media, and then yes. I mean, how does do you get a call? Like what happens? How does okay, that work? Okay, so his partner Allison K mm -hmm. saw the video, sent it to him. She emails my mom. And my mom recognized her name from the Justin Bieber documentary and was like, wait a second, <laughs> like Scooter Braun, Allison Kay. I remember all these names and um, to be even more random and like the stars are aligning. I work with Jan Smith out of Atlanta, who is Justin Bieber's vocal coach and usher and like Ooh. so many incredible people. And so she knows them so we were like okay is this real she emails them and a week later i'm at scooter's house sitting on his couch right. meeting them what a story the power of social media put up those tiktoks you'll never know i'm serious like don't give up on your dreams you got a dream put it out there on social somebody might see it that uh that could get you to higher yeah. places up next dustin lynch who just holds a special place in our heart and we'll let him tell the story here so Jenny and I started our adventure as a morning show team almost two years ago to the day. And at the time, Riding Roads was doing its thing, yeah. climbing up the charts. That was the first song that like we as a team together said, 
hey, this is our, this song. Is our song. No way. So, oh, yeah. I love it. Ride awesome. and Ro- like, just know that Ride and Roads, when you roll through Kansas City, that, that song will always have a place in our heart. And thank you for I putting out that. an absolute banger of a song. And we can already picture the, di- this is terrible, because I always project deep, far into the future, but I'm like, on our very last show together, like, we're going to say our goodbyes and cry, and it'll be ugly, and then we'll play that song oh, as we, like, it. walk away. <laughs> well, thank you guys for sharing that. That's really cool. Yeah, Dude. yeah, your song means a lot to us. It was, uh, <laughs> it was inspired by Snapchat, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, my buddy Farms up in Kentucky and he uh, he had three girls in the cab of his truck all dancing all over him and he's like he snapshotted me he goes you're missing out cuz no kidding I woke oh up the next God. morning and I had that video and I was like that ain't a country song and I went in and wrote Riding Rose because of it so, that's so yeah. cool I love that so you know it came came from an honest place yeah I love when inspiration comes from places <laughs> like that your Instagram you're always driving a tractor around like your Instagram is just you on the on the tractor plowing fields like I thought as a yeah. Nashville guy you didn't have to do that kind of hard work no, anymore I love it man you, you know, choose to making music is is a very abstract thing you can't really put your finger on what you ended up getting a lot of songs we write never see the light of day so you know, it's very rare that we write a song and are able to record it and put it out you know there's just hard to come by so mm-hmm. having a farm to work on um, something concrete to go hey I did that today is, is an important thing for me yeah no that's true how many acres do you have you gotta get like a big old thing like it's grown it's 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 become i was you know i'm, I'm kind of looking for a little bit of help so if anybody wants to move to nashville and help me out with my farm that's listening please hit me up slide in my dms <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's, it's become a lot to handle because now we're back you know 2020 i wasn't on the road so i, I had a couple of neighbors around me that that got older and wanted to sell so i had to take them up on the offer and you. uh it grew into a little bit too much now that i'm back on the road I bet you didn't think over an hour into this podcast, all of a sudden there'd be a job opportunity and Dustin Lynch would be your boss. That's pretty cool. So I always wonder with artists like Travis Denning, who we're about to talk to, for example, you know, such high energy on stage. How in the world do they decompress after a show? You are one of the wildest live performers I've ever seen. What is there like, what is the energy you bring? Where does it come from? Caffeine? <laughs> illegal drugs? I'm kidding. That's a joke. Two, uh, two Jack and Diet Cokes. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diet Cokes. Just, gotta yeah, watch the figure. Yeah, 100%. Gotta watch you. that figure. But no, nah, I just, uh, I since I started playing music, the only thing I cared about was being on stage. I mean, that was, to me, you do everything, write songs, record songs, you know, uh, interviews and promo and all that stuff. I, you do all of that to go hit the road and see country music fans face to face. And um, that, that's how I've always felt about live music and really just why I got into it. So it's just my favorite thing. I mean, I definitely never take it for granted. And it's just, I think that that probably shows a little bit and why I get really excited. And, you know, sometimes I kind of, I feel like I float a little bit up there. Like I get a little too excited and I'm well, like, sometimes about to take I wonder, off. I wonder about the calm down process. Like after a performance, yeah. I always think that, I think it was a, just a comedian, but Kevin Hart, yeah. he says that he works out after his shows because he is so pumped up and so you know, that's that's when he gets his best. I usually on. just have a couple more drinks. That's usually I'm not to wind it down. I am definitely not gonna walk off stage and be like, you know what I'm gonna do is bench press right now. That's and what he I'm does. Gonna do. It was just wild to me. Hated it. So like I always say, Jenny, exercise is stupid. stupid. And oh, I don't think Travis Denning fully agreed with me, but I think he agreed that maybe right after a show. That exercise is stupid. Let's jump into a real interesting new artist. Yeah, brand new artist on the scene. And I love that he had a completely different occupation before getting into the Nashville music scene. Yeah, let's meet Frank Ray. You'll enjoy this. 
Is this true? Are you a former police officer? I was for 10 years. Okay, my dad was a police officer for 30 oh, years, my so gosh. a lot of well, respect. Yeah. Um, big but, big um, thanks to him for his service. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, and it's crazy now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh my God. Like, he tells me stories. I'm like, thank God I it's didn't insane. know any of this, yeah. you know, growing up. It's crazy. It is. But it's, I'm also a true crime fanatic, so I am uh, very interested. She's going to annoy the hell out of you with these That'll do it. Let's go. We you want to talk about a line of questioning? Oh my gosh. She's going to do it. No, I'm telling you, I think, like, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing because I should totally be like, doing 100%. something in law enforcement. Even this this ambiance that we have in here feels like an interrogation. Oh my God. It does. He is so speaking my language right now. Oh, but if we flip the lights on... There we go. Ah, ah, where were you hey. at midnight? Two Jesus. Oh, I swear, I didn't know. Also, I need to get closer and uncomfortable. Give me a very <laughs> uncomfortable right. stare. Yeah, who's good cop? Who's bad cop? I want to know. <laughs> so how in the world did you go from being a police officer to a country star? Tell us everything. Well, honestly, I've been playing music and singing my entire life. Um, but, you know, as a police officer, like your dad would probably tell you, you need a healthy outlet. You need a hobby of some sort yeah. to be able to decompress. And for me, it's always been music. And I started writing and struck up a band. And, you know, it kind of took, took off from there and I gained enough seniority because I did it for 10 years yep. uh, that I had prime gigging days off. I had Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. And so I would go do that, um, you know, strap on a guitar and then, you know, Sunday morning and put on a gun. <laughs> you don't even need security. You're your own security. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, that's right, man. I, I, I have some friends. <laughs> did you ever mix up the two and were you ever strapped on stage? <laughs> I mean, exactly. I can't confirm or deny that, but right. hey, maybe. There you go. Um, I'm just hey. saying you don't want to fight at a Frank Ray show. No, you do not. You know, you will take care of business. And that Frank Ray is kind of a frightening, not frightening, very, very jacked individual. He's just his own security, so don't heckle at a Frank Ray show is all I'm saying. Well, I can't wait to see him in Kansas City. Should be awesome. Let's move on to Lee Bryce. It was our last conversation. I love this conversation. Yeah, I love this conversation, too, until you told him I was a terrible flyer, and then this happened. Hey, she's a terrible flyer. Are you a bad flyer? Or are you a good flyer? Oh, man, I love turbulence. Right, oh, Okay, you guys are nuts. I don't, I've never, ever buckled up on a plane. You, like I just I even fake it like I'll put it over my lap and like pretend to be buckled up right well, I'll just so you. that yeah. so I can get like if we do hit real bad oh. I can get like when you go weightless <laughs> you're making me sweat like, my hands are literally sweating I know, like my, friend, my friends are like, <gasps> gripping on the thing and I'm not going I'm going whoo hands up in the air and, oh. I'm, and you know what's even funnier is I don't ride roller coasters <laughs> you couldn't pay me to bungee jump or something like you could not pay me now I did jump out of an airplane there's something about planes that I'm okay with. Okay. I think you are nuts. I really do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just can't even tell I you. I mean, I flew else. a plane one time after, well, after, yeah. I mean, I flew a plane one time that I wasn't supposed to be flying. Oh my gosh. You so know? why don't you go, like, do that on, like, as a hobby? Why don't you get planes or do I, fly Because I, I don't have enough time to go get the thing. I will one day, maybe, if I can ever, you know, not be playing 250 thousand shows a year right a lot of shows. then i could have enough time to go get my pilot's license my yeah. buddies a couple of my buddies did jamie johnson got his pilot's license boy that'd be a hell imagine you're hopping on a southwest flight and you see jamie johnson as your pilot <laughs> what, hey. what what a day it would what? be <laughs> no but here's that guy's got 50 pound weight limit in his beard holy cow here's what's wild though so my nephew who i mean i remember him as a toddler and he's in flight school he wants to fly uh -huh. for like southwest or uh -huh. whatever uh -huh. and i'm like i told mike i like the old pilots i like the ones that you know oh. you get down i've been doing it a long time yeah like like denzel 
like Washington in that movie mm-hmm. where he turned the plane upside down. Yeah. yeah. He might have been a little bit, you know, hung over or something, but still he did it right. You know, he, did he knew good, what he was doing. Yeah. He got Actually, it. Yeah. <laughs> he knew what he's doing because he's been doing it for 30 years. That's what I've been doing. I've been watching plane crash movies on the plane and making Jenny watch them. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm just going to go. Guy, he, he's just so much fun. And Lee was the perfect way to wrap up an incredibly busy two, three days of interviews. Um, I just really enjoyed that conversation. I hope you could hear how much, how much fun he was. Yeah. And that's why I think that encompasses the amount of fun that we had in Nashville that the artists had and it's all it's all thanks to Fisher House. We got to talk to Michelle Baldanza who gave us a lot of really good information about what is Fisher House in case you're not even familiar. Yeah, and the best part of it was we in Kansas City, there are Fisher Houses all over the country, right? But in Kansas City, one just went up near the VA and she told us a very cool fact about our Fisher House. It is the only Fisher House we finished in 2021. Um, So, yeah, Kansas City, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful house, and they're already welcoming military or veteran families. So for people who have no idea what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. can you explain what is Fisher House? Yeah, for sure. So we are a network of 92 houses throughout the country where military and veteran families can stay free of charge while their loved ones receive medical care. That's incredible. Yeah, it's great. You think about that, too, because... Heaven forbid you have a family member who served in the military and they have to go to the hospital. You have enough on your mind. You you don't need to worry about housing or hotels or or things like that. This is an incredible service to the people who honestly sacrifice as much as our service people. And that's the families of our service people. Yeah. And, you know, it's not only that uh, always the military member, it could be their spouse or their Mm -hmm. child that's going through medical care and we're there for them through it all. So, um, yeah, it's a really important way to take away the burdens that you have so you can focus on healing. And that's our goal, really, is to give them a place to stay during the toughest times. Where is this located in Kansas City? It is by the VA. Okay. So it's right next, to, it's within a walk of the VA. Mm-hmm. Our houses are usually so close that nice. you don't even have to worry about transportation. You can just walk across the street. Um, you know, we've even have some houses where people say they can see their loved one, the, they can see the window where their loved one stays. Just, so just wave. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So it's very close. Unless you are very very lazy then yeah. you can just take a walk right over there what inspired you to get involved with uh with our friend charlotte and music row and, and, and country music in general yeah well we know that the audience that country music um performers you know uh, uh have that they are patriots that they love to do what they can for the military and veteran community and so we knew that this was the right way we we spend very little money on advertising mm-hmm. uh because we want to put as much money that we get straight back into the houses. It's, I think we're at like 93% of every dollar goes right back into what we what we built. But um, we knew that this was a group of people who would understand and get it and want to be part of it. So um, that's how we got involved with Sharla, who's a, a, quite a personality and, and brings all you great folks together from different parts of the country. Oh, so, that's awesome. We yeah. appreciate you sharing about Fisher House and we're grateful Thanks. to have it in Kansas City for sure. Yeah, I love that we're the only city in 2021. Like, take yeah, that, everyone time, else. Hey, yeah. <laughs> shoulders off a little bit there. How long have you been with Fisher House? I've only been with Fisher House two years. Um, Before that, I was in the Army. Uh, When I was in the Army, I always knew that Fisher House was a resource that I had. I never had to use it, thank goodness. But, um, you know, it's not a resource that you want to have to to use. But when you do, it makes such a big difference. So I came in after I retired from the Army and uh, came straight to Fisher House and was able to keep serving. So it's it's been an honor to help military and veteran 
and families. That's so awesome. Yeah, uh, what can it, people do to support Fisher House? Yep. Go to fisherhouse.org. You can learn about ways to give. You can also learn how to, if you want to give your time, there's volunteer opportunities that you can have with your local houses. So in Kansas City, um, we have the information for Christy, who is the house manager there. You can reach out to her and she can tell you what she needs help with. Talk to Christy. Yep. Christy's Talk the to gal. Christy. Right, Christy Fisher. And by the way, Fisher House, it's, it, there's no like C in there. It's just F-I-S-H-E-R. Yep. Fisherhouse.org. That's right. And, and get started. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And uh, we hope to see you several times over the next several years doing incredible things, including at the only Fisher House facility built in 2020 right here <laughs> in Kansas City. Let's thank go. You. <laughs> That's it. We have no more interviews, Jenny. That concludes our coverage. We thank you all so much. If you walk, if you made it all the way through this podcast, I'm very impressed with you. God bless you for it. We <laughs> had a lot of fun in Nashville, and um, we have spent an incredible amount of time together, you and I. Thank God we like each other. We do like each other, but I think it's fair to say that that even we, we need a little time apart right now. I'm going home. Okay, see Bye. ya.